welcome you on this Thursday evening, or maybe it's Thursday morning, maybe you're in the middle of your day, but certainly we thank you for joining us. This is Sunday Morning Live, that is SML Inside the Pages, with me, Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Today is August 19th. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. Certainly we believe that God is grateful to be praised, and we'll be right back.
Lord, you are great. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Have you told our God that today? Have you told your Lord and Savior how great he is, how much you appreciate him? If you haven't, why don't you just stop right now and put your mind on, on Jesus and tell him you love him. Tell him how great he is to you and how much you appreciate him. Can't nobody do that for you. Can't nobody utter a word of appreciation. Can't nobody speak those things of thanksgiving for deliverance, thanksgiving for whatever God has done for you, except you, except you. <clears throat> I was at the gym this morning and, you know, and spending some some self-time, some me time, and I was just listening and, and to, to the worship. And yeah, I put on my headset and, and I, I'll listen to the scripture. I'll put on my headset and I'll listen to some worship and praise. I'll put on my headset and just go into where I need to be at for that moment and get my physical exercise on and think about God and give him praise. Meditate on the scripture. The Bible said that, uh, that we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season. And that whatever we do would prosper. But it begins by acknowledging him. Listen, I, I, we, let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord, for your goodness. We honor you for your grace, Lord God, and what you have done for us today. You woke us up this morning. You gave us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, you have blessed us, Lord. Lord Jesus, to with a reasonable portion of health, and we say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives, for what you have done for us. Thank you for what you are going to do. Lord, we walk with expectations. We live with expectations, Lord God, of your greatness, Lord Jesus, and the fact that you have revealed yourself unto us, Lord God. And, and so because you have illuminated our hearts, you've illuminated our minds, we're here to say thank you. Lord God, and we hear that ask your forgiveness if we have not acknowledged you, if we have not, Lord God, remembered your grace, if we have not remembered your mercy, Lord God, Lord, forgive us, Lord. Bless us, Lord Jesus, to walk with the awareness of your presence, awareness, Lord God, of the relationship that is being nurtured. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I know we're in, this is Thursday, we're talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost, which we have really talked about in the from the book of Acts. Um, I also uh, write Sunday school lessons and have been writing Sunday school lessons for years, I, I think, well over, uh, well over 15 years now. My godmother um, was a author of and wrote literature as well. And she taught us uh, how to write literature for the Lord. And so we uh, had our own Sunday school books and I've always uh, have written uh, for the Sunday school um, publication. And so uh, this week we had lessons that were due and I'm going to use one of those lessons this evening to teach from. 
And so, uh, so we're going to be looking at the uh, book of Psalms, that is Psalms uh, 68 and Psalms 107. We're going to start reading here from the scripture, and it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gathered them out of the land from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. When they found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainting in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Then he led them forth by the right way, that they may go to a city of habitation. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I, I would, if you would just underline that, underline that eighth verse, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that men, every woman, every boy, every girl, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. The 39th verse says, again, they are managed and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where, they, where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh his family like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. This was, as I said, uh, one of the Sunday school lessons that I had a deadline to, to meet. And so uh, I made sure to get the lessons taken care of and turned in uh, so that they can be printed up and booked up and sent out to the distribution and to those that have ordered the books. And so one of the areas that it talks about is a cry for help. You know, we're talking about acts of the Holy Ghost and from the scriptures that we just read, it is the spirit of God that is moving to bring about deliverance. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, there it speaks, the psalmist speaks about crying unto the Lord. You know, the cry for help is displayed in many ways. Uh, we've all cried for help. And if you think you haven't, or, you know, one of those that, that haven't reached that point where you don't need no help and you've never cried for help, then, you know, uh, keep living a little while and, and God bless you. Uh, I understand where you are right now. But for those of us that have been there, uh, 
the cry for help is displayed in many ways. It may be an audible sound. You know, a baby will cry, make an audible sound. It doesn't know how to express itself using vernacular, the words that we use and different things. They learn it along the way. Uh, but a cry for help is an audible sound, no matter what language, uh, no matter where you're from. Uh, whether you speak Russian or you speak Chinese, you, you speak, uh, um, uh, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, what you language that you're speaking in. You speak German, you speak Swahili, uh, you speak Tangala. It doesn't matter. What does matter is that you made an audible sound and it's such, it's such a distinct sound. A cry for help is such a distinct sound that it is unmistakable. It's unmistakable when you hear it. So you don't have to, or you don't need an interpreter you might need an interpreter to tell you some a little bit more of the details, but you know when someone is hurting. Uh, the cry for help um, is displayed in our facial expression. It's made because of our behavior. Our behavior said will let you know that there is a cry for help. Sometimes a person can be so quiet, uh, they can be so withdrawn that it is un the, the, the secretiveness that is being kept is unnoticeably, it's unusual, is noticeably unusual. And there are other times it can be excessively loud. Each of us have experienced the cry for help. And so it's not something that is hard to recognize. Uh, we see it on TV where people are upset. They, they need, they're hurting. And they sit down and eat a half a gallon of ice cream. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you sat down and ate cake. You're feeding the emotion. That was a cry for help. There are a number of things, and I won't go all into it. But, you know, I heard someone say, and uh, they took a picture of an individual, and they, and they said, there is pain behind the smile. So everyone smiling doesn't mean that they are content. Uh, everyone smiling doesn't mean that they're not dealing with something and need some help. They may be smiling just because they've been let down before and they don't want to be let down. So they prefer to put on a smile uh, to say, in the sort of saying, leave me alone. But you won't know that. Uh, the spirit of God discerns. Uh, we, we've read, as we've read thus far in the book of Acts, we see that the angel of the Lord visited uh, people, the angel of the Lord gave instructions to the disciples. The spirit of God made things known. Uh, and so there was awareness. It is the spirit of God that brings about awareness in our lives as ministers. 
It is the spirit of God that brings about awareness in our lives as believers, as ambassadors for Christ, to let us know that a person may be smiling, but there's pain behind the smile. In the lesson that I was preparing, the Sunday school lesson, the, the writer, the writer of this particular psalm uh, begins with an acknowledgement for us to give thanks unto the Lord. The psalmist uh, then begins to rehearse uh, in our in our hearing the cons the inconsistency of our behavior. So the, the writer is dealing with those that believe that say they know the Lord uh, and, and how and how we wait, how we wait until situations and circumstances have, have taken a toll on us before we seek the Lord. Uh, that's why I asked the question, did you speak today? Did you speak to the Lord today? What did you say to God when you woke up this morning? What did you not say throughout the day? Where are you at right now in this moment? Did you or did you acknowledge him? Did you give thanks unto the Lord? Or did, are you waiting until a situation comes and then all of a sudden you pray? Uh, somebody, uh, you know, uh, people go through things from time to time and um, and no matter what, whether you saved or not, you're going to go through something. You're going to deal with situations in life. And there's too many people and too many testimonies to prove that uh, correct. So you want to acknowledge God early in life. I believe the psalmist and some of us have learned a little through observation and experience to seek the Lord in, right early. To seek him at the beginning of the journey. Each day that you wake up is your journey. And so to seek him early, and we want to encourage you to do the same. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom ye have redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the land from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. The Bible said they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way and found no city to dwell in. You know, the Oxford Dictionary defines redemption as the action of saving or being saved from sin. It, it being delivered or saved from error or evil. Redemption is defined as regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. Have you been saved from sin? The Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Have you been redirected from going in the wrong direction? That's what the Holy Ghost, the word of God, and uh, the, it leads us, the gospel leads us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. The word of God directs our path. The Bible said that the, the foots of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. It says, and delivered, delivered from an evil situation. Some of us was in situations that uh, we don't want to talk about. And some of it doesn't need to be said. But we know where God has brought us from. We know the situations that God has saw us through. 
what we thought was good and fun at that moment, there was still with inside of us a desire to be free because we knew it was not something that was pleasing unto the Lord. And it was not something that was hazardous to our own health. It was hazardous to our soul. And God delivered us from that evil situation. That deliverance came with a price. Our freedom is not free. Someone paid the price and that price was paid by Jesus Christ. And that's what, uh, as we have read thus far in the book of Acts, and as we're continuing, as we will continue through the beginning in the 19th chapter of Acts, uh, that uh, that the, the freedom came, the redemption came through Jesus Christ. And so we should show appreciation with thanks. In other words, thanksgiving, songs, rejoicing and testimony as we recall the deliverance of the Lord. Do you recall what God has done for you? Or do you just go on as if it's business as usual? You know, he did what he had to do. You know, that kind of mindset. You know, he did what he had to do. You know, he's God. No. He sent his goodness. And his goodness led us to repentance. His goodness made a difference in our life. We were hungry and thirsty. The Bible said their soul fainted in them. It, we, we, us, our soul was fainting in us. It said, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth by the right way. That they may go to a city of habitation. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. Humanity is still hungry. Humanity is thirsty. Like you and I, humanity has tried to fulfill hunger and thirst using different substitutes. Only to realize that sex, self uh the sedating, becoming a foodie, mm -hmm, and other avenues had become dead ends. As reality began to set in, so did hopelessness and despair. Uh, it was then that we called unto the Lord and he delivered us. He delivered us, uh, and so therefore he deserves a continual praise because his deliverance was, was not uh, a one-hitter quitter but a type of, and, and it wasn't a type of euphoria that can only be reached once. You know, if you, if you like uh, so many others that, you know, uh, let me just go here for a moment. Uh, there are addictions and there are drugs that uh, give you a high one time. And so if you've ever smoked a Primo, if you ever smoked crack, if you ever did any of those things, you know what I'm talking about. You always chasing after that euphoria. You find yourself playing rug doctor. I've seen it for myself and know what it's all about. And so you be playing rug doctor. You know, everything that fate, because you're chasing that euphoria, you're chasing that high, you're chasing that first experience. And it's not just limited to, to uh, the pharmaceutical. It's also the same thing in sex. It is the same thing in food. It's the same thing in drinking. It's the same thing in so many other things that we have used as substitutes to try to fulfill the hunger and thirst because our souls were fainting. In other words, we were weak. 
and we we was we was we couldn't take it and that's what people are doing they can't take it and so their folk soul is fainting them and it, it, they need to be delivered and that deliverance comes from God and so therefore uh, we cried out and God heard that cry but the thing that called that I understood is that we already knew where our help come from we already knew that God was there for us and it wasn't until we hit certain places and some uh, hit rock bottom that then they began to cry unto the Lord and so the writer is saying and uh, all of the illustration that he gives why do we wait until we are in that situation before we begin to call upon him why do we wait until the different calamities come in our lives that then we want to acknowledge him what if we acknowledge him before what if we call on him right early at the beginning of the journey? What if we call on him when our eyes open and as we begin our day? You know, that makes a difference. It doesn't mean that you may not have an, uh, a flat tire on your way to work or on your way to pick up your girlfriend or wife or uh, your husband or the kids or something. It doesn't mean that you may not have a flat tire. It doesn't mean that 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 something uh, is gonna is not gonna happen. The alternator may go out on the car, and I'll just use the car as an illustration. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that that um, that you may forget to <laughs> run out of gas because you didn't go the night before. It doesn't mean those things are not gonna happen. It means that you acknowledge God in all your ways, and God gave us a promise. He said. It, the Bible said, acknowledge the Lord, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. He'll direct your path. And we all need direction. We all need to be navigated. You know, the Lord has blessed us through this pandemic that is existing. You know, and I, I believe in the beginning of the year, that last year and this year, talked about don't believe the hype because we're in it. We're still in it. However, God is able to navigate us so that we don't walk with a false sense of security, so that we don't do things foolishly. Mm -hmm. God is able to navigate, and we need a navigator. We need, and that's the Holy Ghost, that's the Spirit of God, the navigator, the Word of God, the Word of God. I believe the psalmist said, teach me your ways. And we need to ask God to, for him to teach us his ways, not when trouble comes. We need to ask him right now, Lord, show me the right way to go. Show me the right thing to do. You may have done everything right today, and that's good. God bless you. One step at a time, one minute at a time, you know, just one day at a time. However, your prayer of Lord, show me the right way may be something that is going to be used tomorrow. But you asked it today because you're aware of his presence. You're aware of the relationship. It, it, it may be that when you lay down tonight, Lord, lead me the right way. Your mind go in the right direction instead of uh, having one of those dreams or having thoughts of stuff that, that you really don't want. Again, they match, minish, and brought low their oppression, affliction, and uh, again, mm -hmm, uh, sorrow. 
and he poured contempt upon princes and caused them to wander in the wilderness. There are some things that we walk into because God wants our attention. But I'm telling you, you can avoid some of those things by, by acknowledging God early. We can avoid some things by seeking his opinion and his direction early instead of seeking him afterwards. It doesn't matter what's going on. It could be in a relationship. Ask God, is this the right person for me? Should this person be in my life? I know they look good. They smell good. Uh, oh, they helped me and it felt good. But is this the right person for me? We need to ask God those things. We need to ask him because when we're in it and we have stepped into something that now we regret and we want to return it and get a refund, but we have walked into it. We bought it. And now we have to deal with it. But if we seek them early, don't allow ourselves to go into a situation and God will stop us. He'll warn us. We see the red flags and too many of us have seen red flags and we still kept going instead of stopping. We, we, the red flag was waving and we kept moving. If it was the, the yellow flag, we, we kept moving as if it was the checkered flag and we had just won. But we need to slow it down. We need to stop and think about what we're doing. And the best way to do that is acknowledging God in all our ways. Oh, that man would praise the Lord. Listen. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction. So God's faithfulness, he sends deliverance and make this family a flock. The righteous shall see it. Uh -huh. The righteous shall see it and rejoice and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even this shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So God is faithful to those that that are poor in spirit. He's faithful to those that seek him, those that seek him right early. Uh, unlike those that that have sought God as the, the God of the first chance, the second chance, the psalmist described multiple instances where, where uh, people have fallen into situations after situation before calling upon the Lord. But since we know those things, since we know those things, then we should start paying attention to the patterns that is going on around us. We should pay attention to the, even the patterns that we have created ourselves and make the necessary alterations to those things and by calling upon the Lord in the beginning to hear what he has to say. And so saints and friends, the elect of God, listen, there's no question about God's faithfulness. He will deliver us. Well, let's not... Put God in a situation. Let's show appreciation unto him early. And I can't say that enough. Let's do that early instead of waiting till later. Now, I believe that you want to do that. I believe that you will do that. Uh, you know, we were talking on Tuesday night about the kingdom of God being established. And let me tell you, those that seek the Lord early, those that are directed of the Lord, those that are faithful and committed unto him, even as he is committed unto us, are going to fit within the measurements of the kingdom. And I'm not going to go any further with that. So saints and friends, elect of God, uh, there's no question about God's faithfulness. But what about your faithfulness? We're faithful to employment. We're faithful to creditors and a few other uh, commitments. I, I hope. I hope we are. 
But are we faithful to God? And do we go beyond the call of duty for the Lord? You know, we go, we work overtime for the job. Do we do we do that for the Lord? Um, you know, we're on time. Are we on time for his service? We can find all kind of excuses and different things as to what why we're doing it. And, you know, and they, as I said, they call that, you know, going going beyond the call of duty. But what what do we do for the Lord? God delivered those low in spirit and he make us sons unto him. We're the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appeared, we shall be like him. That is if we are faithful. Remember, there was five, there was 10 virgins. There was 10. Five of them knew what they was doing. Five of them acted differently. And I'm putting it that way. Now, those that have been delivered know because they have been there and done that. So some of us, we, we have experience and we're telling you. Uh, and so uh, they did the same thing and today are redeemed of the Lord. We don't point fingers at anyone. Uh, that's not what it's about. But only praise is given to the Lord for deliverance. And his praise is given for your deliverance when you mess up and we see it. We understand it. However, uh, I was having a conversation with someone and I, I let them know. I said, there's a difference between a, a young fool and an old fool. You have a young person that, that do things, say things, may act a certain way. You know, they, they, that's immaturity. You, you expect them uh, to act a certain way. That's what Paul said. When I was when I was a child, I spank as a child. But when I grew up and became a man, I put away childish things. That's what we expect of our children. I certainly expect that of my sons, uh, that they put away childish things. And when I see them doing childish things, sometimes I'll say something. Other times I'll I may not say anything. But it might it certainly will make me cringe. Same thing I expect of my daughters. And, and, and I look at my grandsons and I say the same thing. When we're children, we understand and we see those. But as we get older, we, we look to mature. And some of us have reached where we should not be, uh, as the psalmist talks about, then they called upon the Lord. Then they began to pray. Then, no, because we know better. We already know and understand the relationship and how to nurture that with God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this short exhortation. Let's pray and ask that you, and thank you for delivering us, Lord God, and for your word this evening. And ask, Lord God, that you would continue to bless us. Help us to live according to your word, Lord God, to walk in thy way, to remember you, Lord God, right early. Not to put you off, not to wait until, Lord God, but to seek you. And acknowledge you, Lord God, to acknowledge your presence, because you are a present help in the time of need. But you're present even when we're not dealing with situations, just in life general. You are there to have fellowship with us, Lord God. And so we want to have fellowship with you, Lord God. And we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524. East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I pray that something has been said this evening that will encourage your heart. And listen, go to a church of truth or power near you. And uh, we'll be talking more a little bit about that on Sunday as we are in the book of Revelation. 
and teaching and understanding what God has to say. Uh, we, we started, we're starting from chapter one and we're working our way all the way through the book of Revelation. Uh, and there is a blessing there. The Bible said, blessed are those that hear, those that read it and keep the words of the testimony. I want to say this, if you're looking for a church home, our doors are open. If you're looking for ministering growth, I want to invite you to join in with us and allow God to be God. And uh, certainly we thank and praise God for your presence and those that are current right now under the sound of my voice and those that will be listening later. later. Uh, God bless you. And uh, I'll talk to you Sunday. I have some important information on Sunday morning to give. And so uh, we certainly want to be doing God's will and, and for you to be in God's will with us. God bless you. As we come to an end, which I've already ended, but let me ask a question here. Is there a something that has been said that you don't understand? Is there a yes or a no? You know, one thing about the word of God is that his word is truth. And the Bible said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. The Bible tell us also that uh, God speaks to us through his word and that heaven and earth would pass away, but his word would stand the test of time and it will stand the criticism of men above everything. Uh-huh. It will stand the criticism. It will stand everything that it can be thrown at it. The word of God is going to stand. The word of God says, tell us all to be holy. The word of God speaks to us. 
and tells all of us that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. It tells us to repent of our sins. It tells us to acknowledge him and know who he is. And if you have not done that, then you don't know him. And you will not know him in the power of his might and redemption. Live safe, be holy.